Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com, hosted on JitteryMonkey.com, part of the Jittery Monkey family of podcasts. My name is Greg Mahachko, and my right hand for a few more weeks, John Dam Johnston. And to our left, esteemed colleague from CornNation.com, here to talk about the exciting wonderful optimism that can be Nebraska ball maybe someday is Patrick Gerhardt. Welcome, gentlemen. Good to have you back. Good to be back. I was waiting for him to start on Nebraska ball. Come on. What the hell? Just get into it. No, no, after no, no, it. no, 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 no. Time and place, time and place. Um, I, I See, to- this is one thing I've never been good at. As an IT guy, is pleasantries. When everybody, you know, when I walk into a place, put it this way: I answer my phone what most of the time. I know. Or when I call you, it's what fucker. Well, yeah, I do that sometimes too. I even do that <laughs> to customers. Here's the thing: I don't answer the phone anymore for phone numbers that I don't know who it is that's calling me because there's too many people out there doing weird things. That's fair. I get the same call several times a week. And they all, I always send them to voicemail, and I finally learned how to block them because it's 2019 now. Um, but they would always say, uh, we've been monitoring your credit card, and nothing is wrong. We just want to say that due to your exemplary payment history, you're eligible for blah, 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 you know, interest rate. My response in my head is, I don't have a credit card. Thanks for trying. I think I'm the last person on earth, or at least in America, who still answers all the calls. You are a weird individual. Wow. You must be like in service or something. Well, I just kind of look at it this way. Or really lonely. Uh, If if it's interesting, I'll give give them a conversation. If it's not, I'll hang up. So, like, if, you know, credit card company that I'm not attached to calls, I'll hang up. But if it's some service that wants my input, I'll talk to them for five minutes. <laughs> Interesting. You are. I the, think. I think he's lonely. That's what I said, John. You don't ever Is listen it? to me. Unfortunately, I work with people every day, and I deal with people every day. So loneliness is not there. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I drive a truck, and and I'm by myself pretty much all day, and uh, which is fine. I'm not complaining. I I get to listen to. <laughs> podcasts like our friends at the big red Cobcast. shout out to uh, uh pat and ryan and joe and the other there's no way in hell by the way there's no way in hell joe could get into mensa i you know what i'm glad you listened to that i did too and uh what joe what? likes what? to brag how smart he is yeah and he's and he's not a member of mensa but he says he could be but he doesn't want to be because you have to pay to be in mensa and and Pat made the good point of, uh, you know, maybe the smarter person. I think it was Pat. Uh, probably it was because Pat's a smart one. Uh, it, it, it's Pat. It, it, who said, you know, the smarter person, you know, A, knows they're smart, and, and B, uh, is smart enough not to pay to be in Mensa. So, 
I'm I'm glad that, that we can have a little Cobcast banter on here. Uh, I have another podcast called Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network, and we often uh, discuss another podcast uh, on that show, which is called Tom and Jim's Top Five. Um, and which brings me to my question for you, John, because Tom of Tom and Jim's Top Five, which covers all things nostalgia, which is not necessarily sports related, but uh, I encourage anybody who likes the 80s and 90s, uh, you know, to give it a listen. Uh, Tom lives up in Duluth, Minnesota, and he shared a very frightening picture of uh, his home and the feet of snow. So I was wondering how you were doing, if, if you were buried under some snow or if it, it's passed you by. Oh, no, we got snow. What did we get? I commute. My commute uh, Tuesday was three hours home. I mean, it's usually 45 minutes. It was about three hours home because, uh, you know, it's been just this winter where it's, you know, I mean, obviously last week we had negative 30 real temperature, negative 60 windshields. And then, uh, you know, and then it and then it warms up and then it warms up above 30 and everything turns to water and then it freezes and turns to ice and then it snows and you get this snow on top of ice and it just turns everything to hell. And then today, we, you know, today we, there's, there's snow. I like snow. It, it just was snow. But it's, it's when you get this snow-ice mixture that everything just is really just... And the people, the peop, the people in the Duluth, they get a lake effect snow. So, you know what I mean? I, I, yes, I'm slightly uh, familiar with lake effect snow. So, um, Yeah. Now, I, I'm done with winter. Uh, last weekend we had, of course, a Groundhog's Day, and the groundhog, I don't know, saw its shadow or didn't see its shadow or whatever. Whatever it is that we're supposed to have in early spring, that's fine with me. We had snow in my area before Thanksgiving, before all the leaves were off the trees, and I decided at that point that that was enough snow. Uh, unfortunately, Mother Nature had other plans, and so I've been walking through snow and slush for the last couple of days here. And Patrick, what the hell are you doing over there? <laughs> We have this problem every time I'm on the podcast. All I'm doing is walking around. I moved a chair, and you guys can hear it. Go freaking Jesus. Figure. It's like, what? Do you have your microphone hooked up to your heart, and your heart is mechanical? I thought. I, th- I think I'm just using too good of equipment. I thought he was getting a pan out and was about to, like, cook some eggs or something, man. I- no, no, no. It was me moving two chairs. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I- okay, I'm going to stand in one place. I'm not moving. Do you, you know what we're doing right now? We're recording a podcast. No, we're avoiding the subject is what we're doing. Well, we're going to start off with the good, I think. Or do we want to do we want to end on the positive? We I can always, end, on, I, I can always end on the positive. Give me anything bad, I'll turn it around. Okay, so here's the bad. Nebraska ball. It, it's pretty bad. It's It's gone from, I don't know, bad to ugly? Uh, just quickly, we we try to keep you updated on on the record if you're not paying attention, and if you're not, believe me, I understand. Uh, Thirteen and ten overall, three and nine in the conference. Uh, at home, they're nine and four. On the road, they're two and five, which tends to you know be normal with the Tim Miles and the basketball team is better at home than on the road. Uh, it's hard to believe that the same team that waxed Creighton. You know, on December 8th, 
94 to 75, has turned around and lost one, two, three, four, five, six in a row. It's tough to believe. And say what you want, Illinois uh, picked up a win, I guess, earlier this week over a, a ranked Michigan State team. So good for them, I guess. But they beat Nebraska um, in Champaign by seven points. Nebraska then went or, or was at home just uh, Wednesday night of this week, losing by 15 to a top 25 team in Maryland, losing uh, at home to a top 25 team in Wisconsin, losing at home against uh, Ohio State by double digits. I don't think any of them hurt, and Patrick, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, none of them hurt as much as the loss to uh, Rutgers on the road, correct? Yeah, I mean, Rutgers, I think they've got four wins right now in Big Ten play, which is good for them. I think it's the first time they've ever done that since joining the conference. I mean, it's more than Nebraska so, has. Yeah, exactly. I, I, it, I, I, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's in regards to Rutgers, it's more their name that's the gut punch than anything else right now. They're, they're doing okay for Rutgers. So it shouldn't be that insulting of a loss, but it will be because... They are Rutgers. Now, okay, we, you know what we say that. Who's the worst Power Five? Who's the worst? Not Power Five. Who's the worst power program in history? Who is it? Basketball. Yes, it's us. We can't say that about Rutgers. It's fun to say that about Rutgers, but it's bullshit because they've won NCAA tournament games. Yeah, but we, we no. We, we won, the, we, we won the NIT back in 97, so that made oh. us number 65 in the nation, John. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think that one was the one that did it. I think that the, losing the games at home, you're going to lose games on the road in the Big Ten. We talk about this constantly. This is a nasty conference. Uh, Illinois won, beat Michigan State. Where would they play? At Illinois, Right. <laughs> And they got a hell of a fan base there for basketball. Yeah, can confirm. So, I think it. Uh, I mean, it now put it this way: it's so bad that Steve Sipple writes an article that says maybe Moose Bill Moose will change his mind about dealing with coaches during the season and fire Tim Miles before the, you know, now. I, you know, is it that bad? It kind of looks like they're hopeless. I mean, they they went out. What was the game last night? That was the, uh, uh, Maryland. Maryland. Oh, I watched Wisconsin play Minnesota after that. Um, that was a funny game. The, the, the horrible. I mean, the shooting is just, it's gone. From a team that wasn't horrible at shooting, but it's, it's just non-existent. Well, it's important to note, I mean, this six-game losing streak started uh, middle of January with the loss at home. To number well, they, I don't think they were number six at the time, but uh, top ten Michigan State team, seventy to sixty four. They were they were they were number six. Okay, I don't know if if Huskers dot com when when they have the rank up there if that's the current rank or, or the rank that they were when Nebraska played them. So thank you for clarifying. Um, and then they go on the road, you know, a few days later, and and the game at Rutgers. But in this six game losing stretch. Maybe the biggest loss that they've had was uh, Isaiah Copeland. Isaac Copeland. I, I mean, Isaac Copeland is the loss. Uh, he was probably the most consistent player on Nebraska's squad 
for pretty much any game. If if uh, Palmer had a bad game, um, you know, Roby would occasionally jump up and you know pick up some slack. But <sighs> Copeland was the one guy you could rely upon to do what he does best. Uh, unfortunately for him, nobody ever talked about him that way until he was gone, which I find kind of funny. But his loss is glaring right now, especially considering we have a very young, very inexperienced bench, which Miles now has to rely upon to get us through these games. And if you've seen the last few games, we can't rely upon our bench to get us through the games. It's just, it's not happening. They've not gotten the experience. Uh, You know, there's some theory that, you know, Miles early on in the season decided to press more upon his starters to blow out teams, to pad their resume, you know, the Nebraska's resume for the NCAA tournament. And, you know, in doing so, what you have is a bench that just doesn't have the experience this year that it should. Um, So that plan pretty much backfired, if that's kind of how you want to look at it. I I don't know if you could blame him for that, given what he went through last year. No, 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 no. it's, It's not a bad move, but it's still a gamble. And it's proven it to be a gamble. That, yeah. That's all it is. You know, I mean, right. it's, if, if, if Copeland was healthy, um, you know, we'd still probably be in the slump, but we'd probably have one or two wins. I mean, at least against Illinois, which if yeah. you watched that game last weekend, uh, Illinois is not a good team. I mean, it was, it was like watching a junior high uh, basketball game with, the, you know, players just throwing the ball around. I mean, there was half-court passes left and right getting intercepted. It was neither team played well at all. And Illinois ended up winning by a much bigger margin than they should have. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's one thing I've, com- I've said about Nebraska basketball for quite a few years. And it's, it's not something tangible. It's not something you can really put your finger on. But we have lacked leadership on the court for a long time. We've got good players, we've got good athletes, but nobody, you know, even back when Miles came here and you had Shields playing, remember, and he was our stud player, uh, he was good, but he never, even he never had that spark that could really get the team going, lead them, you know, basically the on-the-court general. And I think that's one of the things that's been hurting Nebraska considerably, and Copeland might have probably been the closest thing we had to that guy this year, and he's now gone. Um, it, it's again, it's not, it's not something you can really look at stats. There's nothing you can look at for stats, but if you look at the players on the court, if you look at teams, more importantly, if you look at other teams, you look at the Michigan States, you look at KU. Well, KU's not maybe not this year. <laughs> they're down a few guys and they're not playing well. But Tennessee, um, Kentucky, Duke, you have those leaders on the court who not only play well but they can get others to play well and play correctly. And Nebraska just has not done that. My yeah, rant, let, you know what? Rant, uh, rant's ended. <laughs> last, week, last week I said Nebraska basketball was cursed, and Greg said, no, 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 no. That doesn't sound like, you know, wait, that, no, that does sound like me. I, I don't know if I, I don't know, maybe I was trying to minimize, uh, you know, do some damage control or something. I, I don't like throwing around a word like cursed. Um, th- I'd say there's a cloud. I don't think that's necessarily cursed, though, is it? Like, there's a dark cloud that's hovering over this program. 
Right? It's Nebraska. been over the program for a hundred years. You are. Is mean. there a black cloud? There's a black cloud over it, I think for sure. But I wouldn't say it's cursed. Uh, there's just been a lot of bad decisions made. I mean, let's let's look at the football program right now. What is Scott Frost saying about these players coming in? What is he What's he saying about the players who stayed with the football team um, as we went four and eight? You know, he constantly went back to the leadership, the on the field leadership, the leadership on defense. You know, the, the guys who emerge when the tough gets really tough. You're not really hearing that at all whatsoever from Nebraska ball. And you haven't heard that in a very long time. So, I mean, it's just, to to me, leadership is very, very important. And I think, you know, if you want to look at a coach who understands that, Scott Frost definitely does. And I'm not saying Tim Miles doesn't, but he's not seeing it to really push it forward. Leadership is, is like you said a, a minute ago, it's not necessarily something you find in the stats column. The, the guy who might be the on-the-court general doesn't necessarily need to be the guy who's scoring 20 points a night. It's just I, I think when, when I, in, in my mind anyway, or when I picture the, the leader, it's just, you know, does the little things, is, is a calming presence on the court, doesn't let uh, the other four guys get rattled. Uh, and, and you're saying that's what's been – perhaps lacking yeah for quite some time i think that's just me let's look historically and i don't know how far back you have to go in your brain uh but i'm gonna ask anyway who would you say was the last you know on court general or or leader for for nebraska basketball Oh, good question. I would say probably who could, and it's funny because the teams weren't that good back then, but they were able to pull off some pretty nice wins. Right off the top of my head, I'm going to go with Cookie Belcher. I was going to go with Cookie Belcher, too. (laughs) That's funny. Well, I mean, there should be some truth to it then, honestly. I mean, if you think about those teams with Doc, um, which we can talk about Doc later if you want, (laughs) but... Um, you know, they pulled off some wins that they should not have had back in the day. And, you know, he was, he was a good guard. You know, he was, he definitely wasn't the biggest by any way, shape of them, uh, you know, <laughs> at all. But he was the he, steel master, wasn't he? He was great. Yeah. He was great. But, but remember those Sadler teams, they played, they played good defense. That was, you know, one thing they did well. Um, they couldn't score like, you know, we know, but you know they, they they had good defenses and cookie cookie led well cookie cookie could take those guys get them focused and at least push them above and beyond what their talents were at least i thought so back then again we're talking quite a few years back now so uh you know my memory could be a little jaded but i would go with cookie you know yeah i i want to i want to say uh we can never talk about basketball without bringing up the football program. We never can. No, we no, never, we, no, nobody can. We no never Nebraska. Will. Yeah. Have, well, you ever and, met some, have you ever met a Nebraska fan that's only a Nebraska basketball fan? They're weird. We think they're weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's there are other places aren't necessarily like that. Kansas. Well, okay, Kansas recently, <laughs> probably. Kansas. You know, they don't bother with their football program. What do you think Michigan does? 
football. Or more importantly, how about Tennessee? Tennessee's yeah, number one right now. Yeah, that is bizarre. I just find that bizarre and sad. I think that there was way. I think the problem with this year is that. Uh, there was way too much pressure coming in on this team. There was this constant, this is the best team ever. This is the team that's going to win an NCAA tournament. You know, this is, if Tim Miles doesn't do this, he's fired. If blah, 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 blah. We lined them up. And when they washed, lost to Michigan State at home, I think things just went to shit. You know, it wasn't the it wasn't the Rutgers loss. It was Michigan State. Because during, if you remember during the Rutgers game, the announcer said, that you had to get over that Michigan State loss. It was a big game, and you lost it. And he made the comment that you need to not let the Spartans beat you twice, and that's why we lost at Rutgers, and we continue to lose. So I think that there was just so much pressure put on these guys, and then, bam, it just it's like a, you know, well, it's like a knee getting twisted wrong, and it just snaps, you know? I I agree, and I think, honestly, that comes back to what kind of leadership you have on the court. Uh, These guys have experience. Um, Two of the guys had experience with other teams, you know, not just uh, playing but also starting. Uh, They know what pressure is. They've had pressure for the past, at the max, three years. You know, by now, they should be able to, you know, take that pressure and move it forward. Championship teams do. And I think you kind of have your answer with that. Yeah, I guess so. What is as we look at the schedule going forward here? Um, I mean, it doesn't what, get any. Why? Easier. Why do you do that? I'm I'm going to ask the question. Okay, uh, fine. We're gonna we're gonna run down the rest of the regular season, um, and and I'm not. I guess you know in the Big Ten, I should be worried about if it's a home game. Or away. Okay, uh, they're at Purdue, home against Minnesota, home against Northwestern, at uh, Penn State, home against Purdue, at Michigan, at Michigan State, home against Iowa, and then the Big Ten tournament. What is what's best case scenario? Because even without Copeland, does this team still have the ability? It seems like there's there's always that one game that they shouldn't win that they do, and I hope that's not. You know, going back to you know peaking it, it uh, in the game against Creighton back in December. You know, you, you guys keep bringing up Creighton. Remember, they beat Seton Hall, and Seton Hall turned into a decent team. Okay, but but Creighton carries more <laughs> uh, carries a little bit more weight because we hate Creighton more. If That's you acknowledge true. they are, they are familiar. <laughs> I mean, if you look back at that at that Seton Hall win, that was a twenty plus point win. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it was. You know, three months ago, so, and, and a lot of a lot has changed. But what's what's the best case scenario for this team? You know, in the final, I don't know, uh, you know, month of the season, month of the regular season. I right with the way they're playing right now, I say two, maybe three wins. Really, maybe three. Yeah, I mean, Northwestern, Penn State, and. Throwing a crapshoot for another one. I—I'll be honest with you. I don't—I don't see him winning another game. John, what? We're, I don't. Where's John? We're, we're just saying best case scenario. Yeah, not, yeah. Not literally, reality. literally, <laughs> literally. You watch that game against Maryland. You, you 
couldn't have tried to shoot as badly as they did. They have zero confidence. Zero. So, Penn you know, State's not that far off. And honestly, they're probably going to be looking for a new coach at the end of the year, too. Right, but we play at Penn State, which is a weird place to play. Yeah, three people show up and we still lose. Right, it's just weird. <laughs> All right, and you've got, what, Purdue freaking twice and Michigan twice? And Michigan State? Oh, you don't have – I thought you had Michigan twice. I guess you've got Michigan and then Michigan State. That's a hell of a way to, that's a hell of a way to the end of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we, you know, you know we end the, the, the year with Iowa. You know what the best case scenario is? Is they beat Minnesota at home so I don't have to listen to some young son of a bitch go on about Minnesota because they'll have swept us. You know when that you get would, really old and, and and even more decrepit, John, that 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 person you're talking about is probably going to be the one taking care of you. I I I don't think he is. I think he's like, fuck this, I'm leaving. <laughs> May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> I could see. So the. Uh, by the way, get older and more decrepit. <laughs> I was waiting I, for that. <laughs> what the hell, man? The fact it took you that long just proved my point. Wow. <laughs> so I'm the eternal optimist. It's, uh, it's the eternal optimism of a spotless mind to go back to uh, the 90s or whenever that movie came out. Bad um, movie. I know. <laughs> can I can I say four wins? Four wins out of seven. You, you can say whatever you want. I'm gonna sp- okay. I'll spot you Northwestern, Penn State. What are the other two? Iowa. Really? Well, it's senior day. It's senior day. It's uh, and it's Iowa, and I'm never gonna pick Iowa to win. Um, it could be Iowa versus Iowa. In the most Iowa sport of all, I don't know what that would be, uh, and I still would pick Nebraska to win. I don't know why. It's just because I hate Iowa that much. Um, and let's, you know, let's let's do Minnesota for John's sake. Well, that's nice of you. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go in. Maybe you build a little bit of momentum uh, going into the Big Ten tournament. And hey. Once you get into Chicago, anything's possible. Crazy things happen in Chicago all the time. Airports disappear overnight. Yeah. What? What? Oh, you're not familiar? Uh, No. I think, what was it, back in the 70s or 80s, there was an airport, I can't remember where, in Chicago, and uh, Mayor Delaney basically made it disappear. Well, <laughs> like it's gone. Like it was like one day is there, one day is not. I can't remember the entire story. It's like I remember reading about it like ten years ago. But uh, uh, an Illinois guy should know about it. Yeah, an Illinois guy should know all about that. <laughs> Look um, it up. Here I go. can't remember. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I, I I did. I googled Chicago airport disappear. Um, I'm not seeing anything. All right. <laughs> it disappeared. Yeah. Are we Bada sure it was Chicago? 
Uh, yeah, I don't. There's not crazy things happen. Yes, I, I, I just, I, I, my expectations are so low that you know what happens in less than ten days? Spring football. No, good God! What the hell are you talking about? I don't know. It's like two months. Our baseball teams goes to face UC Riverside, and then they face Oregon State, who won last year's College World Series. So I'm looking forward to in the first two weeks of baseball season. Baseball fans screaming for Ted Silva, the pitching coach, to be fired because that's what they do every freaking year we start a baseball season. You know, I'm, I, I would really like to know more about our baseball team this year. I wonder how I go about doing that. Well, Keith says he'll be doing previews Monday. Perfect. Good, good segue. So there you go. Keith does a great job for coordination with baseball. You know, I think that I, I think the thing is, is that you have to remember is last year was a pretty terrible year. We had no uh, pitching. Well, we lost we lost four pitchers at the beginning of the year. Weren't we down to like two starting pitchers? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was and a it was bad. It was not, it, it, so it, it was a lost season, and I mean, this kind of happens, you know. And then there's people still bitching about Darren Erstad. So, well, what do you expect yeah. when you take a guy who's never coached before outside of volunteering and throw him in a head coaching position? It takes a little while. <laughs> That's true. It does. Hey, Mike uh, Matheny did the best he could in St. Louis with what he was given, okay? I mean, he was given a team hot off of a World Series appearance, and then they stopped making the playoffs. So, all But it's St. Louis, so who cares? Um, Excuse me. Best fans of baseball. They have fans? You're, you're talking to one, sir. That would be not plural unless you're bipolar or multi-personality. I'm from a family of Cardinals fans. All right, My grandma. What, like Arizona? You know what? I'm going to reach through this Skype and smack you with this kitchen chair. I don't know how it's going to work. I haven't figured out all of the you know, technicality. Shut up! Hey, Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs are going to win today. Oh, my God. I don't think they are because I don't think they play. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so we've, we've saddened ourselves with Nebraska ball talk. Uh, we've mentioned baseball. I, I think the, ultimately the end of this season is uh, I like Tim Miles. I had the most hope for Tim Miles. I think the sad thing is, is it, it, I don't see this turning around at all. I see Tim Miles gone because really he's just kind of – He's had time to prove himself. I do think that he set a blueprint for how somebody could be successful at Nebraska, and that's by picking up good transfers from other schools that didn't work out where they went first. Uh, I do think it irritates me that I see so much anger against Tim Miles uh, when really this is should be recognized that uh, – it's it's not been seven years of Tim Miles that's been bad. It's been the history of Nebraska basketball. We can bring up Danny Knee all you want, but whatever. He didn't no. even reach. He did not reach the point of any other power school in basketball history. So spare me the ire against Tim Miles. This is just a tough program to make successful. He'll be fired because he had to make the NCAA attorney. I don't think he's going to make the NCAA attorney. We're all go nuts. 
15% or 25% of Nebraska fans will bring up Tyrone Lou because he's the only name coach they the only guy they know his uh. name. When he has nothing there's no why you would ever even think Tyrone Lou would do anything for Nebraska at the collegiate level in basketball coaching. <clears throat> we don't want I, him. We don't want him. For, I, John for for the most part I agree with you. I don't, you know. I don't, I don't see us being able to hire a name coach like most people do. I just think that the program is is too difficult to win at, and it doesn't have a history. You can't just throw money at a coach because coaches care more. They've already got money, most of them. You know what I mean? So you're going to have to go out and find another up-and-coming guy, and then what is everybody going to do? Who's this guy? That's what they did when Tim Miles was hired. I wondered who he was, too, and then I heard from some basketball guys that he's a really good coach. Give him a shot. Well, you know, it Tim, didn't work out. Tim Miles is a good coach. It's just, And I don't think we're a hopeless program. We're just we're too unique, I think, at this point for anybody, just anybody to come in here and build something big. You kind of need the right fit. Um, in terms of the support, you've got it. In terms of the facilities, you've definitely got it. In terms of money, you have it. In terms of being in a conference that will get you, you know, nationwide attention, you've got it. We just need to find the right guy to go in there and win. We um, do have one. I, I liked. I, I liked. I, no, I was like, I'm with you. I liked him. I really liked him. But you know who else I really liked? Doc Sadler. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. but neither one of them won. You know, I mean, and, right. and at the end of the day, that's unfortunately all that matters. Uh, Tim Soul, is he, he had all seven years at Pinnacle Bank Arena, correct? Yeah, I think I, he did. I, 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 think think he, I think all seven years. Yeah, because yeah. um, it was literally Doc Sadler leaving going, I don't get a play in this place. So, you know, he's had that place all those years. He's had the Hendricks Training Center all those years. He's had uh, more a bigger budget than most basketball coaches do to recruit, and it just didn't pan out. So, I mean, you, you just got to get the right coach in there. Er, everything yeah. else will fall into place. You have one huge strike against you as Nebraska. And a ma- I'm going to say it's a massive strike. And that, that is the, our athletic department is not willing to get into the dirt that is basketball. If we, could, if we were smart enough, and, and I shouldn't say that, if we were savvy enough to use the AAU circuit, we'd be a step ahead. We'd be multiple steps ahead of where we are right now. Right. And we are never going to do that. Never. I want to ask this question. So Creighton got in trouble for offering to pay some guy $100,000, right? Creighton did not, but somebody who likes Creighton does. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I mean, what happened to those programs? It was supposed to be a big thing that changed college basketball forever. What happened to it? The, yeah, AAU, silence. the, the AAU, you mean? No, all of the FBI investigations. Oh, that was supposed to be the big hammer coming down? Yeah. It was supposed to change college basketball forever. It was going to get the rot out of it. It was going to get the dirtiness out of it. What well, happened? Still, isn't it still ongoing? I mean, look, it, it took them. Didn't it take them seven years to come down on UNC that they didn't do anything wrong? Yeah, I think my I point. Mean, is, I mean, I, I think mean, my, like, I mean, this has been ongoing for like three, four years. It's the NCAA. It's the FBI. It'll take at least another five, right? Right. 
And then out of the blue, we'll be reading the newspaper. Oh, wait, what am I talking about? Not reading the newspaper. We'll be surfing online, and it'll be like, hey, Creighton got nailed, or Louisville is done for, you know. And we will have totally forgotten that the investigation was even going on. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is, is, uh, you know, there's supposed to be massive penalties for all this cheating stuff, and they're really, what what are the massive penalties? If there are any, it'll it'll be coming from the federal government, which will be an entirely different quagmire if it does happen. I mean, the fact that the federal government comes in, um, yeah, the NCAA isn't going to touch this. Because they don't want yeah, to screw it up. I think the I think the thing the thing is is that uh, I get why Nebraska is the Lily White program that they are. I get it. We need to do things the right way. Blah blah blah. I'm, Only for the last ten years or so. Before then, we were we were like everybody else. <laughs> I don't think we were in basketball. I don't think we had the money to do it back in the day in basketball because nobody directed money towards it. Well, that's true. You do have to send. You, you do have to be willing to pay possibly a basketball coach more than we're paying our football coach, and that is not happening. No, no. Right. And you do have people that are going to have to maybe, I don't know, pay for some other stuff. I don't know. I'm just saying. Notice how you can always just get away with stuff by saying that phrase. I don't know if she could be ugly. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? That like you're not really saying, just saying. Okay, we should move on. Let's talk briefly. I, I think we've got enough Nebraska ball conversation out to uh, depress everybody for a good long while. <laughs> oh, yes. At least another week till we mention it again. Um, real quick, uh, it was announced that uh, Stanley Morgan Jr. Uh, received an invitation to the Combine. Uh, it was also... Announced in a way that uh, Divino Zigbo did not warrant such an invitation. I find that a little uh, surprising after his thousand-yard rushing season and after uh, uh, you know his performance at the Senior Bowl. What what say you, gentlemen? I think the, I think the NFL's full of stupid people that are overpaid to to look at people and judge what their performance is, and I don't know. I. Somebody in our forum, somebody in our on our website commented that you know Divine Ozigbo really only had one year of of really running hard, and you know what I mean, really where he carried a workload. And then they pointed out these NFL guys go nuts over these Wisconsin backs, and they draft them, and they've already got four years worth of beating on them. And I thought that was a really good point because running backs in the NFL just. Their life expectancy, career expectancy, is terrible. I mean, they just get the holy crap beat out of them, you know. But, but that's. Uh, well, well, I, I what I was going to bring up is uh, is basically an NFL running back is cannon fodder anymore. The last ten, fifteen years, you go out there, you get the crap kicked out of you for three years, and then you're done. So you know, a guy like Ozigbo, they're probably looking at him going, eh, "He may make it, he may not. Who knows?" Because even if he is like a top notch back. His life expectancy on the NFL in terms of career is going to be low. But what yeah. do I know? I watch Nebraska ball. <laughs> and but that uh, to your point, John, that's a, a comment that I've made here on the show numerous times. Is 
because he didn't I mean he had essentially less than one year as the featured back and you know he's got probably a lot more tread on the tires than you know like like you mentioned some of the uh Wisconsin backs and and things like that but I also completely agree with uh you know Patrick's point about running backs being cannon fodder you know as a Steelers fan it sucked to uh watch uh, Le'Veon Bell sit out the season but at the same time he you know has a, a number in mind in you know in in, in his mind about what his, he thinks he, uh his you know worth is and as a as a really good running back and and you know really good second receiver is kind of what he was for Steel, the Steelers he wasn't wasn't seeing that number so he sat out and four go or four went four gone I don't know, he, he, he missed out on a whole year's salary uh, because, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm just going to sit out. I'm not going to play for this organization. And as a fan, that sucked. As a businessman, I mean, I'm not much of a businessman, but from from the business side of things, I understand his side. I also understand the Steelers' side. And But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you're putting your body on the line every snap of every game, you don't know if that next snap could be your last snap. Then, you know, you got to – you gotta do what you think is best. I don't, uh, you know. Did it mean that I had to sit there and watch the fucking Patriots win another Super Bowl? Yeah, especially since Wait, we beat them in the in the regular season. But uh, it is what it is. I'm not bitter. I'm not mad. I didn't even watch the fucking game. Wow, I didn't. Certain. I certainly didn't detect any anger. No, 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 no. <laughs> Okay. Um, we could go into the Super Bowl. Nope. Okay. Then let's move on. Last thing that I have, and then we're going to get out of here. I, I, I said we were going to keep this at a half hour. We didn't. We never do. Uh, how about those uh, Husker fans showing out uh, for the spring game? Already over 80,000 tickets have been sold, and I don't know how long the tickets have been on sale, but that didn't seem to be very long. No, I think it uh, – I mean, you – it felt like last season was the longest off season ever, right? The, between the the removal of Riley and then the the arrival of Scott Frost, and what are we going to see and what are we going to have for a football team, you know? And then it was zero and six and the depths of despair, and then a, suddenly the season turned around and was half decent at the end, and then you have you know this this break where you kind of looked at, okay, Nebraska basketball can carry the day, and then, oh, shit, that, is, went that, all, that, that all went to hell, you know? And then uh, everybody, everybody wants to see this team again. They do. I mean, it's going to be hell waiting from, what is it, April, mid-April to August? Oh, people are going to lose their damn minds. Yeah, they are. And they still expect people like us to churn out never-ending content about football, which is kind of amazing. At least four times a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a little astonishing. But, you know, and that's why you – so much speculation and so much, you know, I don't want to say fake news, but I just said it. But um, <laughs> I, I don't think it's that surprising that we spring – I sell out the spring game that fast because, I mean, it's the thing, Right. Because we're insane. You can say it. 
Well, he did. I, I, you know, I went to last year's spring game and was, you know, shot photos. And uh, Nebraska game day, it's not a game day, but it's as close as you're going to get to the experience. And the Nebraska game day experience is, is damn good, you know? I don't. Even if you're I not like going to the game that only costs you $10, or unless you didn't buy a ticket and you got to get one from scalpers, uh, I mean, it's still a fun atmosphere just to be around. I want to meet the people who buy a scalped ticket for the spring game. Do they actually exist? Well, you like, could have if they are, they could contact us. Have them send your um, an email to you. No, let, let's have them comment on social media. Let's let's see those numbers uh, improve <laughs> a little bit. If you have bought a a. Ticket to the spring game from a scalper, not necessarily from a, a secondhand source like a StubHub, but you know someone out there on the corner on game day or spring game day. If you've paid twelve bucks for that ten dollar ticket, comment in in the comment sections there on Facebook or Twitter. I don't know, Twitter's more of just a comment, not a comment section, but comment. I'm curious to know more about you. We, we I was even, th- I was I was thinking you just invite him on the show and we could interview him. That's what I was just going to say, John. You read oh. my mind. I say we might even have you on the show and learn more about that person who buys the scalped ticket to the spring game. That is a fascinating story. I can't wait to tell it. I can't wait to hear it. But we got to hear from you. Hit us up in the comments on Facebook or on Twitter. By golly, boy howdy. That's and while you're at it, tell us your political uh, views. No. What the hell? <laughs> no. We, we love it when that happens on our on our. No, our feed. You let's, don't let's, let, let, let's let's do it on the podcast. Tell us your political views and why. We keep the five heart podcast, not the right aisle or the left aisle. We're right down the middle. We don't discuss it. We don't bring it up. We. We are neutral. We're Switzerland. And I think that's a pretty good thing. They have the chocolates and the Swiss cake rolls and the Swiss Army knives. They're doing very well in Switzerland. Shut up, John. (laughs) (laughs) They have Swiss cakes? The Swiss cake rolls? you never seen those in your... I don't know. I think I, uh, I think little Debbie I, makes them. Is this finger food? It's it's not healthy food, but it's delicious food. Okay. Well, I only eat healthy food now. Now, yeah, but it's not like Swiss cake rolls are new. Well, I don't recall Swiss cake rolls. They're completely gone from my memory. I did go out for the Super Bowl, and I tried to kill myself with bratwurst. Well, I'm I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> I went to a bar where it was like 20 bucks all you can eat, and they, they, they had giveaways, and they had just massive amounts of bratwurst, and I didn't even take buns at the end. I just took like four bratwurst in a plate and put stuff on top of them. It looked like a, a giant, I don't know. All right. John. God, I can, I, I just, 20 jokes just went through my mind. <laughs> About what? You don't want to know. If you have to ask, you're not ready for the answer. John, I'm going to send you right now to your uh, Slack uh, chat. I'm going to send you a picture of a Little Debbie Swiss 
cake roll. Are you ready? Okay, well, I, that's a little Debbie's cake roll. Yeah, it's not a Swiss cake roll. It says it's a Swiss roll. And it's, oh, it's essentially No, no, no. Hear me out. It's essentially a the junior version, the handheld version of an actual Swiss cake roll. John, it's from the German-speaking area of Switzerland, not the French. Yeah. Uh, what, what's, what's the German word for Debbie? You don't know. Probably, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, shut up. All right. I think, I think we've had enough uh, nonsense. Yeah, pretty much. What was the jokes about bratwurst? What the hell? <laughs> well, how many did you put in your mouth? Well, you know. No, I, I, I chopped them up. For God's sake, you, you dirty-minded people. You are a terrible human being. <laughs> That's our show, everybody. Yeah, we're going to go on now. Let's, uh, yeah. We'll see I you. love working for this website. <laughs> we'll see you next week on uh, the number one podcast on Coronation.com presently. Uh, and that's the Five Heart Podcast. For myself, Greg Mahachko, for John Dam Johnston, and for Patrick Gerhardt, we remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? I don't get a, I don't get to eat a lot of meat at home. Wait, what? <laughs> I got 20 more jokes coming out. <laughs> Go Big Red. Patrick? Win any damn game. We'll take it. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.